Welcome everyone to the Ovet Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Lamed Chet. We will begin on Lamed Chet Amud Aleph at the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, Shomeret Yabam, a lady who's waiting to do Yibum, meaning her husband has died and she's waiting for Yibum. Shenafalan Hasim, and she inherits property at that point. Both agree that she's in full possession of the property and she's able to give it and sell it. But if at that point she dies. Now, when she dies at this point, as the Shomer Yabam, her property either goes to her heirs Maybe her father. Again, she has no kids. Or, or a brother if she has no father. Or it could go to her Yabam, the person who's supposed to do Yibum to hers, go to him. So what happens? What do we do with her Ketubah? What Ketubah? means when she was married to the first husband who died, there was money in the Ketubah. Let's say $100,000 in the Ketubah. That money would be held while she's waiting for Yibum. It's going to be held by the kids of her dead husband, I guess from a previous marriage, and given to her when she gets re- remarried, but she didn't get remarried. Or or her Meluk, which is her property that she originally owned, and she brought into her marriage. Bet Shemai says that the husband's heirs will divide them with her, with with Yoshehav, which means her her father's, with her father's heirs or her brothers. Basically, saying Yachloku, whether she gets it or her Yavam gets it, Yachloku according to Bet Shemai. Bet is disagreeing, and he's saying. All the properties remain where they are, which means the Kitubah stays with her dead husband's kids. And her will stay with her dad or her brothers, whoever's there. But if he married her, then she's like his wife for everything. The only difference that she's not the same is that her ketubah goes on the first husband, which means that being that the Yavam didn't ask to marry her, the rabbis do not put a ketubah obligation on him. Rather, they say that her ketubah will come out of the previous husband estate, so even though he's dead, but his kids inherited the property, and and they will have to pay if she gets divorced or widowed from the second husband, the brother. Okay, says the Gemara. What's the difference in the ratio where Bachemai does not argue with Betelem? Why in the Sefer they do argue? In the ratio, we said that she's not, everyone agreed that she could sell. 
And whereas in the Sefer, there was a Machloket. Right? If she died, there was a Machloket. Why should there be a difference? Whether or not she gets it. Why is there a difference if she's alive or she's dead? When she's alive, we said everyone agrees that she could sell. And when she's dead, her heirs who are taking over for her, there's a Machloket, what to do? Whether, whether they keep whatever, whether they split it or keep whatever's in their possession. So we're going to have a few different ways to answer the question. There's going to be Ula, there's going to be Raba, there's going to be Abai. Let's start off with Ula's way. Each one's going to explain the Mishnah in a different form. We start with Ula. Says Ula, the first case where everyone agrees that she's in charge. That's when the properties came to her when she was in Arusa, and therefore she's in Arusa. So she's more independent. The Sefer did not like she Nisua, and the Sefer is talking about that she got it when she was Nisua, and therefore since she's already in Nisua. That's why in the first case, the ratio, Beit Shemai says he has full control. Because uh, uh, even a Vadai Arusa is allowed, according to Beit Shemai, to sell her stuff. According to Beit Shemai, according to Beit Lela, it works with the Avad. So here, where she's only Safek, everyone will agree that it's okay. And in the case of a Seifa, where she was in the Su'ah, there, there's a Machloki, what to do. So the Zimra'ah Ula, Ziket Arusa, Osis Safek Arusa. Just like a woman who's an Arusa regular, meaning she got Kiddushin from somebody. So she has certain rights regarding her property, because she's not fully married. The Zika of Arusa, which means that same girl whose husband died, her Yavam is only, is only a Safek if he's the same as the husband. So it's one level less than, a, than an Arus. Okay? And Zika Nesua, also Safek Nesua, same thing when it comes to a girl in Nesuin. It makes you Safek Nesuin if you're a Zika from that. Meaning if your husband died as a Nesua, then your, your Yavam comes in as a Safek like, if he's like the husband or not. Zika Tarusa or How do we see that the Zika of an Arusa makes you Safek Arusa? The Isak is a Vadaya Arusa, because if you want to claim it makes you Vadaya Arusa, then how can we say in our Mishnah, Modim Betila Shemokhel Kayam? How can we say that everyone agrees that she could sell and it'll work if it made you a Vadaya Arusa? We learned in the Mishnah right before that. If a girl who's an Arusa gets properties inherited to her from her grandfather, let's say, Beit Shemai says, she could sell them. It was Machloka whether she could sell them. Beit Shemai says, she can, Beit says, she can, but if she did, everyone agrees it works. Right? So Beit Shemai doesn't let a definite Arusa 
to sell the property. And here we said the Modim, they agree. It must be that she's only a safek And that's why when you're a safek, when you're a vada'i, Betilel says you can't sell, but if you do, it works. But if you're a safek, then we'll let you sell a chatchila. And therefore, it fits well. How do we see that zikah of a nisua makes you a safek nisua? Had you claim that it makes you a vada'i nisua, why would Betchamai say you should split it? With the two, with, with the Yerushia Abal Yerushia in the second case of the Mishnah, we learned the Mishnah. Not all the Chasim Mishnah said if a woman who is nesuah gets the Chasim, everyone agrees that a woman who sells it in that situation, the husband can take it away because it's my full wife and he has rights to his wife's property, not to sell them but at least to use them, and therefore he has the right if she sells the money he can backtrack the sale. He said it wasn't saleable because I have the right to the, to the fruits. Right, and if over here we're telling you that if she that that if she sold it, they would, that they would have to split. It. So it sounds like he's not saying the husband is the full in charge. So that's Ula's explanation that the first one's talking about Ula's generation, the ratio. It's talking about she was Arusah when she got the property, and the same is talking about she was a Nisuah. If what you're saying is true, why are they arguing about a case of Migufa? Migufa with the actual argument, and we're talking about after she dies. Why can't we just simply say, in the Sefer, that what why can't we just spoke spoken about a case where she's alive and we'll argue about whether or not she gets the perot because normally the wife will get the perot of the nechseh miluk and therefore over here which is the nechasim that she brings into the marriage and therefore over here if you want to explain what you're saying now which is that Again, Ula claims that our Gemara is discussing what, that she fell when she's in Nisuah. We could have talked that she, she fell to Ibu when she's in Nisuah. And that's why he has more of a, of a connection to it. And we'll say whether or not the husband has a right to the fruit. Why does the husband have to die for the example? It seems like when the husband's dying for the example, it doesn't sound like the machlok the, the, the is like Ula's claiming, which is that one is when she's out of style, one's in the suah. Rather, Elam Rav Nuthin. According to this, both cases are talking when she fell when she was already in the suah. And therefore, no, none of the cases, she was, the, the difference between the Rachel and the Sefer is not whether she's in the suah or uh, Arusa. And therefore, we're saying also, and the zika of a nisua makes you a safek nisua, like we said before, like Ula claimed. But the reisha, the ihi kaima, the reisha is talking about a case where she's alive. So therefore, the difference between the reisha and the safer is not going to be necessarily when she got her property. In both cases, she got her property when she's in nisua. Difference is, is she alive or she dead? Which is very indicative from the question that Rabbi asked Ula. 
and he says, basically, the Reisha, where Rich and Rabbi agreed, that's when she's alive, so she, therefore she's there. Since she's alive, so she's Vadai, and has a claim to the, the money, and the husband is Zafik, because he's only a Zafik, because we always said that the Zik is like a Zafik, and that's why she could do what she wants, because he, he's, he's only a Zafik, and she's a Vadai. Seifa is talking about she's dead. They're both coming to inherit, which means when she's dead, so her heirs and his heirs are arguing, and therefore neither of them are Vadai, and that's why Biachloka, that's why they split, but they both got it as an Isuah. Et Rabbayes, Rabbayes, the question, will Bet Shemai and Safek Motiv and Devadai? Is it true, according to Bet Shemai, that Safek can't be Motiv from Devadai? Which is what would be the basis for the Mishnah according to Rabbah, with the but then we learned in the Mishnah, a falabite, a lavalaviv. If you have a case where a kid who's in debt, a kid who's in debt, doesn't own any money and has a lot of debts, is in a building with his dad, who's very wealthy. And now falabite, a lavalaviv, and they both died in the building collapse. Now, no one knows who died first, but the, the guys who lent the kid money want to claim something. They want to say, oh, I love Moroshav, whatever. He's got a wife with a ketubah, and he's got other people who he owes money to who are claiming the following. Those who are the other sons of the father. Okay. They say that the son probably died first. And since the son died first, he died penniless, and therefore the people who are claiming money from him can't get any money from him. And then the father died, and where, where is heirs? And the guy who lent the kid money says, the father died first. And therefore when he died, the son inherited him. While he was, in the, he was about to die, he inherited the father. Then the son died, and, we're going to, and therefore we're going to take the money that the father left because it now belonged to the son for like 30 seconds before he died. That's the case with the Vadai and the which means the, 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 those who inherit the father for sure deserve some of the money. And the Balchov is Safek. He doesn't know if this guy was alive or not. Vic, and Bet still says that you get the money. And therefore, you see, Bet does hold you. Safek could be Motsi from Avadai. How could you rob a claim? That the whole purpose of Mishnah is that Bet holds a Safek in Motsi from Avadai. You see that he can. I said, no. Kasavi Bet Shemai, which means that really Bet of course, agrees that a Safek in Motsi from Avadai. But when you have a Shtar like a Ketubah, or Balchov like Ketubah, then it's like it's already collected. And therefore, since it's like it's already collected, then they both become badais. I mean, not Tamra. How can I prove that, that, that a document is like it's collected? It's not in the Mishnah. Metu ba'alehem ad shatu. 
if the husbands died before they drank. Betchamai says that they, they take the Kidubah and they don't drink. Which means we're talking about a case of a Sotah. And if, if this Sotah is really guilty and she slept with somebody else instead of her husband, she's of course going to lose her Kidubah. If she's innocent, she'll get her Kidubah. Now, what happens if the husband died before she got a chance to drink? Betchamai says that she takes the, she, she gets the Kidubah, she, she goes with her Chazaka, we assume she wasn't guilty, and she gets a Kidubah. And she doesn't have to drink. Betila says she has a choice. She could either drink or, or don't take the ketubah. But if she doesn't drink, she doesn't get anything. Moses says, How could Betila say that? She could drink, you think? Basuk says, No. The guy has to bring his wife, and here the guy's dead. He can't bring his wife, so it can't be that he drink, she drinks. Well, Betila holds that since she can't drink because the husband's dead, she doesn't get the ketubah. Now here's a, here we have a safek whether she sinned, right? Safek zanai, safek lozanai. We don't know if she sinned or not. We let the safek and that's how you see Bet Shemai is allowing it. It must be because since there's a star, she gets a kituba because it's already done. Bet Shemai holds like that, beautiful. <coughs> and therefore, we're going to go back to us and we're going to say. That your question against Rabbah, a biased question against Rabbah, is not a question. Because, really, of course, Shemai holds in Safek Motimidech Vadai, but when you have a Kitubah, it's not a Safek. So it says, Why did Abai ask the question from the Mishnah? About the the collapsing house on the sun, to say that that Bet Shemai doesn't hold that you that a safek can be motif from a die. We could have learned it from the Mishnah Zotah. Mishnah Zotah says that a person can take out money from a vadai because Zotah says that the star gets a ketubah according to Bet Shemai. Dilma ketubah tishashan mishumchina. Why is it no? Maybe. Over the reason I didn't mention that case is because that mentioned case is only a ketubah case, whereas the case, um, where the case with the house is a ketubah plus a balchov case, and the, the, and maybe the rabbis made extra rules to help a ketubah because of china because we want a woman to, to stay, they want the guy to stay married, and therefore we don't want to bring the proof. Abaye want to prove that case because that case is a ketubah only case, whereas the other one is a ketubah. Plus, a case like this. So why don't you ask him for the Ketubah of our Mishnah? Because at the end of the Mishnah we said that if a woman who is a Shemed Yavam dies, the, her fathers split the Ketubah with Yavam. Now why do they split it? Because these are heirs, right? So it can't be because of chen china. One we ask the says lo pligi. They didn't argue about that case. You're right. It looks like they argue about the kedubah case in the end of the mishnah, but it's not really true. 
They don't argue about the, about the Kedubah property. You're misreading the Mishnah. Velo, Vaktani Meta, but the Mishnah says, Meta, if she died, Maya Sub Kedubah, what do you do with the Kedubah and the Chazim Yosimima? Benchabai says, Yachloku, Yushabal, Yushab, wait, the Chazim Yosimitan. So you see, they are arguing about Kedubah. Mara says, no. You misunderstood the Mishnah. Meta, Maya Sub Kedubah, what is, if she dies, what do we do with the Kedubah? The Shavka, we didn't answer that question. But it comes to uh, that's what the Machlok is going on. So therefore you see that they did not argue over here about this case of Kitubah, and that's why we didn't ask for my Mishnah. Not only that true. Amar Rashi, you can see that from a precise reading of the Mishnah. Why? Because the Tani Yachloka Yoshabal im Yoshav, it says that the Yoshabal split with Yoshav. Hold that Yoshav Yoshabal. In general, the person who is the for sure owner should be less. So when we say Yoshabal im Yoshav, it sounds like the Yoshav is the for sure, and Yoshabal is the Safek. Now, if you're talking about Kitubah, it should be that the Baal. Yoshea Baal is the Vada'i because they are holding the money but for the Ketubah. And Yoshea Av should be the Safek. And therefore we see that it's not talking about the Ketubah case, it's talking about the case of the Baal Chof on the Nechassim, Janachim, Yerimah, with the Nechassim, Melog. Shmamina, okay, we, we accept that proof. That is, is, that really, even though we mentioned Ketubah, that's not the subject, so we didn't mention that. Ask a question from that. Okay, so far we have Ula and Rabba's reason. Ula's reason was that one's talking about uh, when she inherited it as a Arusa, one talking about inheriting it as a Nisua. Rabba said that they're both talking about Nisua. And really, one is talking about she's alive, one's talking about she's dead. Now we have a Baya's answer. Says the Baya Amar. Reisha, the Reisha of Amishnah did not look as she showed is when the the properties came to her when her husband was already dead and she's waiting for Yibum. But both in the Suah, but she's waiting for Yibum. Sefer did not look as she talked about the Baal. And the Sefer is when the, when, the, when the properties fell when she was under the husband. When the properties fell when she was under the husband, therefore the Yavam has more of a connection because it was once his brother's property, therefore he's more connected. That's why there's a Machloket. But when it fell while she while the brother was dead, he has no connection, everyone agrees. The Kasavar and the buyer holds. Yado Kiada in his hands like her hand, the equal owners. Says Normally, uh, they're saying that the husband and wife are equal owners of the property. Amalei Rava, Rava says, if, if the, the, she got the properties while she was married to the first husband, everyone agrees that he's, he should be stronger than her. <coughs> so they should be equal.
Ella, here's the third answer. That was Rava. Again, Rava with a hey was first. This is Rava. We had Rava, Abai, now Rava. Ella, Ella, Edv, Edv, not look because she showed me the Rather, they're both falling when she fell. That that she got the property when she was showing the Yabam. Reish is talking about the case where they didn't do Ma'amar, which means that he didn't give her a Kedushin. Seva David Ma'amar. Seva is talking about when the Yabam did Ma'amar. According to Rava, she got the property while she was waiting. Now, if he didn't, this Yabam did nothing yet, he's just waiting, then of course everyone agrees she can do what she wants. Seva is talking, the Seva where, where there's a Machloke is talking about he did Ma'amar. Rava holds that Ma'amar makes you a Vada'i Arusa. And the Safek Nesuah? Vada'i Arusa l'tchot p'tzara. You're a Vada'i Arusa to say that the Tzara, a sister, will not have to do Yibum because of your Ma'amar. Safek Nesuah l'tchot p'tzara. When it comes to inheritances, we're calling you Safek Nesuah, and therefore... That's why Bet Shammai would say that they split the stuff. We have a, it was said in the name of Rabbi Azad that he follows Rava, that one's Maimah, one's not Maimah. And we said in the name of Rabbi Azad that we're going like Abaya. And Abaya was the one who said last time, that one was when she got the properties, the ratio was when she got the property, I'm the same one property when she was still married to the original husband. So, two different, again, arguing, two completely different explanations of the Mishnah. Umi Abba Lezai, could Lezai really have said like Rava, that one's Maimo, it's not Maimar? I thought we quoted him, Abba Lezai saying that Maimar only works on Bet to push on the Tzara, it doesn't work at all for anything else. So how could Bet Shemai have said that it makes them something for inheritance? Marcus Epoch, you're right. Switch, switch it. To be Azad is Kavateh de Rav de Abaya, and the Bilsbi Chanina is Kavateh de Rav. The Yibaytim and second is a lot of you don't have to switch it. Amar Chavaz Belazer will tell you. The Lord Sagi beget El Dubai Nami Chalitza. When I told you a statement that I say it only works to push off the Tzarot. What I meant was that she still needs chalitza. But lechlok when nechasim to lovakani mi amri. I'm not saying anything about inheritance. I was talking about marriage-related deals. I'm telling you that it's only when I said only regarding pushing off the tzara. I'm saying and as opposed to what, as opposed to. Getting divorced with a get alone. Because a ma'amar, since it's a condition, you might think that you should get divorced with a get alone. So we're coming to tell you no, you also need chalitza. But I wasn't talking about anything financial. And therefore, don't make a make a make a diuk, a, a deduction, say, oh, if he said it's only regarding not the tzara, so you see that financially that you're fully married. No, he wasn't saying that at all. I wasn't talking about financial. Amra Papa, Papa says, If you look at the Mishnah, it looks like Abaya is right. 
and the machloket is whether or not she got it as a shomeriti abam or not. Why? Even though you'd have a problem with why why we said why we brought a case of she died, still it's a problem. Why does my papa think about this right? Because it says It talks about the properties go in and out with her, which is the same look. What does it mean goes in and goes out? What we goes in is that it goes into the husband's reshut, and goes out means it goes out to the shutav's reshut, and therefore it must be. They were discussing properties that she got while she's still married to the husband. So you see, it was, it was by the husband. Yibum. Then she's his wife for everything. What are you trying to tell me about that? Of course you're wife for everything. When we told you that if he does Yibum, that she's fully married, we're coming to tell you that she doesn't need a Chalitza, she needs a Get. Mar says, Pshita, of course you get divorced again. What else are you going to divorce her? I'm sorry, I missed the word. Uh, he can divorce with a get, and she's allowed to take her back afterwards, which means just like a regular man who divorces his wife is allowed to decide to remarry her so, as long as he's not a Kohen. So, to this guy, when he divorces his wife, he can take her back if he wants to. But, gosh, of course he can divorce again. Pshita, obviously. No. I would have thunk. You take her for a wife and then you do yibum to her. The fact that we call Viyabima. After the Isha, it sounds like that after you're in Isha, you're still a status of Yibum, and therefore you might have thunk. Amar Achman of the Torah might have said, that it's still considered Yibum, and therefore, you might think that you can only get divorced with Chalitza and not get, because it calls you Biyama. We're referring to Yibum even after the marriage, and therefore it sounds like the first husband is still connected. If the first husband is still connected, maybe you get divorced with Chalitza. Kamash will come tell you, no, you get divorced with a get. Mar says, wait, Machsir, are you saying you can take her back? Pshita, of course you can take her back. Why shouldn't he be able to take back his wife? Anyone who divorces his wife can always take her back. So why shouldn't he be, why shouldn't this guy who did Yibum be able to take back his wife? Mar says, and this was mentioned before, Sal Kedat Hamina, I would have thunk. Mitzvah, the Rabbi Yalachman Avda, a mitzvah that the rabbis put on you, he has to do. Hashikum Alebi, Suresh Adach, and therefore we should call him which means we allowed you to get married even though she's your brother's wife because you're doing a mitzvah. But now that you already did the mitzvah and you divorced her, maybe we should say that you're back to be uh, Erva and you're your brother's wife and you can't marry anymore. Kamashwa, no, you can't. Maybe, maybe you actually are. Why are you allowed to divorce her and remarry? Maybe you're not. You take her for a wife. That means that you want to take her, she's your wife for everything, and you can divorce and remarry her. Says the Gemara, the last, the best part of the Mishnah said, when you marry her fully, you're fully married, except that the Ketubah goes on the 
on the inheritance of the first husband. My time, why is it that all married men always have to pay their own ketubah? If they want a divorce, they have to pay the ketubah themselves. And this fellow who did Yibum does not have to. Marcia, I'll tell you why. He doesn't have to because he didn't choose to marry her. The Torah made him take this wife. Since the Torah made him, he doesn't pay the ketubah. Let's say the first guy didn't leave any property. And therefore, yes, it's cool that if you marry the girl, and then you divorce her, the heirs of the first husband will have to pay the ketubah. But what if there are no heirs because he didn't leave any money? Then the Chachamim say that the new guy who's marrying her has to give her a get. Also, why? So it shouldn't be easy for him to divorce her. We're going to stop over here at the Mishnah on Lamatet Amur. Amen.